0: Welcome to the Landmark Church Weekly Podcast. If you want to stand with me this morning, if you've got your Bibles, turn to Matthew chapter 16. Read a joke yesterday, I thought I would tell you. Some of you might have read it online, but the preacher got up and wanted to preach against alcohol that day. So he said, if I had all the beer in the world, I would take it down and pour it in the river. If I had all the wine in the world, I would take it down and I would pour it in the river. If I had all the whiskey in the world, I would take it down and I'd pour it in the river. And then he got finished preaching and sat down and the song leader got up and he sang the last hymn. And it was, Shall We Gather at the River. (laughs) Sorry, that was too good not to repeat. Matthew chapter 16. I'll be honest with you, the message I'm preaching today, I've been sitting on this for about two weeks. I was going to preach it last Sunday. I'm thankful for Pastor Ethan and, the, and our staff here. I told somebody this week, they texted me and said, he did a great job. And I said, it's so good to know whenever I'm, if something happens and I'm gone, that things are taken care of. And we have a, we have a staff that is so capable. Um, And so I'm I'm thankful for that. Um, But I'll be honest, this is not the message that you're going to probably amen me a lot. I said in the first service, I I would like to see at what point everybody clicked off the live stream while I was preaching, Um, because it's just not the easiest sermon to preach or to hear, but I believe we're going to continue to talk about deeper today, that God, this Thursday I'll celebrate 14 years as the pastor of this church. And I can tell you in the 14 years that I've been preaching here, there's not a, a, a topic that I felt the Lord laid on my heart, that I have not felt the confirmation from people, and where I felt like the, the God was taking the entire church. You know, a lot of times you preach, and it's for kind of for pockets of people. You preach a sermon, and somebody gets something out of one week, and somebody else gets the next week. It's kind of what happens. But I, this has just been a, something It was confirmed so much in our prayer time that God is just taking us deeper in Him. And today I want to talk to you about this topic, deeper commitment, deeper commitment. Matthew chapter 16, Verse 24, you ready to hear the word of the Lord this morning? Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Father, we thank you for your word today, that your word tells us it will not return void. So, Father, as the word of God goes forth, may it land on good soil. May it produce a harvest for your glory. Right now, Father, give us divine ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to us and then give us the boldness and the courage to go out and live it. Father, thank you. Help us not to be just hearers of the word but also doers of the word. So, Father, right now, we pray blessings upon your word. I pray for a special anointing and strength to get through this message to proclaim your gospel. Thank you for our time together. At the end of the day, We will be careful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory because you alone are worthy of it all. We ask all these things in the mighty name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Ghost. And all God's people together said, Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say deeper and you may be seated. Anybody here grow up watching I dream of genie? Yeah. Maybe for some of you younger folks, <clears throat> Aladdin would be a better the old one and the new one. Whether you like Robin Williams' voice or Will Smith as the genie. Yeah. The old and the new. <clears throat> these 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 shows have the same theme in common. You have a lamp. And inside this lamp is a genie. And when this lamp is found and the lamp is rubbed, all of a sudden the genie pops out. And it grants a wish to whoever has this lamp. So if you look at Aladdin, people have searched for years to find this lamp. With the genie, it's going to change things. And many times what happens, though, after the genie is revealed, if you, watch, if you remember, I dream of genie, the master was always wanting her to go back into the bottle. Don't stay out here. I, stay out here when I need you, but go back in the rest of the time, and I'll call you when I need you. I feel like that is many times how we treat God. I feel like we treat God like a genie, in the bottle. That God, I only need you at certain times. I can handle the rest. I'm good. But you know what? When times get extreme, I'm going to pull the lamp down off the, bo- the, the, the the shelf and I will rub that and then God, you can pop out and you can answer my wishes. You can give me what I need. We treat God like a cosmic Santa Claus. that we go to him and sit on his lap and he just gives us what we need and we tell him in that moment, but God, the rest of the time, I'm good. I don't need you until something difficult begins to happen. And the problem is with this kind of Christianity It has produced shallow Christians It's produced shallow people that are in it for what they can get out of it But the moment that God doesn't do what they thought he was going to do They're out the door The moment things don't happen like they thought They are gone Because the genie isn't blessing what I want That God isn't answering what I thought he was supposed to answer And it has created shallow Christianity And what I've come to understand and learn is this that we have had a lot of things happen the last couple of years that have separated one group from the next it separated those that have really been committed that said I want to know God from those that were in it for what they can get out of it and I want you to know God is calling us to produce deeper Christians that are not in it only for what they can get out of it but they are sold out for the cause of Jesus Christ and they have decided no matter what I'm going to follow him they They are like Job that says, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. They're like the three Hebrew boys that says, even even if God doesn't come through, we're still not going to bow. That God is calling us to go deeper in him where we begin to put our roots down deep. Can you say amen? Touch your neighbor and say deeper this morning. I believe this, and I understand salvation is 100% free. Ephesians tells us, by grace you have been saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. So your salvation today is free. And I'm so glad that God's grace and mercy is there even whenever I don't fulfill my end of the bargain. So don't misunderstand me today, but here's the problem. Here's what I think we do many times. We want to be a 50% Christian, but we expect God to be 100% God. We want to do our little bit, but we expect God to always do everything. And the problem with that kind of thinking is we get to the place to where it's all about, God, you better do this, and God, you better do that. And I want you to know this morning, he is a holy God. His ways are higher than our ways, and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He is not a boss that I can run into his his office and kick my feet up on the desk and say, you better do this, and you better do that. I want you to know this morning, he is holy, he is awesome, he is God and there is nobody else like him and we have to understand who we are serving today. Amen? The Bible says this in the book of Psalms, Psalms 92. It says, Those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. I don't have time this morning to to preach this whole thing. I could preach it several different ways. I believe it's important for you to be planted in a local congregation. I believe that's important. I believe it's for us to be in community so we can walk through things together and so that you can serve and make a difference. And I believe in that. But I want you to know this morning, I'm talking about something even greater than that. I believe when you're planted in who God has called you to be, when you're planted in the soul of God's love and God's goodness and God's mercy, when you're planted you will begin to flourish. But the problem is this, whenever you go from this to that to that to whatever makes me happy in a moment and you go from one thing to the next and you never get planted, then all of a sudden, whenever anything happens that shakes you, you will begin to fall away because you are not planted in God. When I was growing up, my mama was a good shopper. I I like to shop every once in a while. Most of you know 2020 has not been good to me. Canceled my Dillard's, gave me COVID praying for the rest of the year my my one my one sale and so i don't like buying things full price so i I have an app i wear i like my i like my shoes have a couple apps with with my shoes on there i I like to wear nikes and i got a nike app and i will look every day and see are the ones i want on sale yet and when they are i buy them i look I got that from my mama. We'd grow up, we'd go to the store, we'd go to Foot Locker in the mall, and here's the shoes were $40. And she said, I'm not paying any more than that, but I'll buy you these shoes $40. Okay, but let's go look at Champs. And I'm like, well, mom, they're $40, they're good, let's look at Champs. And we go to Champs, and they were thirty nine ninety nine. And then she'd say, let's go look at, uh, you know, finish line. We go look at finish line. They were forty one, so we had to go back to the thirty nine ninety nine. I'm like, Mom, it's. I'll give you the couple dollars difference, please. Can we not go to another store? I don't want to go to another store. But she was going to go to the one. Whether it was one penny, she was going to save that penny, and she was going to go to the store that had the one penny because she was going to find the best deal. There's nothing wrong with that. With doing the groceries, I hope you find out there's some good deals. I grew up with a mom too that cut coupons out of the out of the, the. I had to go every Sunday and get the Sunday paper because she cut coupons out of that thing every week and and do that there's nothing wrong with saving money going from this place to that for the good deal but here's the problem we've done the same thing with God we've done the same thing with church in in my era in in the Pentecostal church everybody went to the church where they were getting the word from God so I'll go to this church for a word and then when they quit giving to me I'll go to another church for a word and then I'll go to another church for a word and we go all these places and then life happens and difficulties happens and we run out the door because we are not planted in anywhere. We're running from this place to this place to this place to this place for what we can get out of it and we've never planted ourselves. And I want you to know this morning when you begin to go deeper in God and you plant yourself, no matter what happens around you, you will flourish in the courts of the Lord because you are planted in the house of our God. Amen. You begin to put your roots down deep. And then when all, we've had some wind the last couple of days. And we're Oklahoma. We're used to wind. But this is abnormal wind that's been blowing. But guess what? The tree in my yard is still making it. You know why? Because that thing's roots go down deep. And it is standing the test of time. And the truth is this God is calling us to go deeper. He is calling us to put our roots down deep. He is calling us to say, no matter what happens around us, we will make it and we will survive because our roots go down deep because we are planted in the house of our God amen one of the people that or let me go what Jesus said here Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says to them real popular message if anybody wants to follow me let them come and I'll give them a bunch of stuff and they'll have a lot of fun you know I've told you this before but in John chapter 6 probably one of the, 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 the chapters to me that deals with the humanity of Jesus more than any other chapter in the Bible about how he feels about things. In John 6, Jesus looks at a bunch of people and they have been there because he has been giving them loaves and fishes and doing miracles. Who doesn't want to see miracles? I mean, here all of a sudden you show up, here's this dude's arm and it, it, it's, it's messed up, but now it's healed. Here's somebody blind, now they can see. Here's somebody sick and they're healed. All these miracles, man, this lame person is leaping, this dumb person speaking, all this stuff is happening and a crowd begins together. And then, not only that, he gives them food. I mean, dinner and a movie, who doesn't want that? Fish and hush puppies on top of a show. And he gets a crowd because he is giving them what they want. And then Jesus looks at them and says, okay, I got your attention, did the miracles, gave you the food, look at me, let me tell you this, guys. If you want what I've got, you've got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And in John 6, the Bible says, everybody left him except the 12. They walked away. And Jesus in his humanity, and as a pastor, and you understand this, he looks at the 12 and he says, are you going to leave too? Everybody else is gone, you going to leave too? And Peter, who gets it wrong a lot of times, looks at him and says, where are we going to go? Only you have the words of eternal life. In other words, where are we going to go? You've got the words. I'm going to follow you, Jesus. And here's the thing. Jesus says, if you're going to follow me, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you your life. If you're going to follow me, you've got to deny yourself. You've got to quit making this about you. You've got to quit thinking I'm a genie in a bottle. You've got to quit making it about miracles and about, listen, God does those. We believe in it. But here's the thing. You've got to stop making it about what you can get out of it and you've got to realize, I will serve you no matter what. I will pick up my cross and I will follow after you no matter the outcome because it's not about what I can get out of it it's about who I can serve and I am serving almighty God amen God is calling us to this deeper commitment. He's calling us to realize that we've got to lay down our desires. We've got to lay down our hopes and dreams. We've got to lay down what we want, and we've got to release it to him and let him be God in us. Let him be God through us to realize now we begin to change, not because we begin to change, because we realize now I want the same things that God wants. I want my desires to be his desires. If anyone comes after me, let them pick up their cross. And Jesus knows us so well. He says a word we don't like in there. He says daily. Because he knows that if we have it our way, we'll do it every once in a while. If we have it our way, we'll pick up our cross when we feel guilty and we'll follow him for a couple days and then we'll get back to doing what we want to do. But he says every single day you've got to pick up your cross and follow after me because if you want to save your life, you've got to lose it. It doesn't make sense. In, in in our society, to save your life means to do everything you can for yourself to save yourself. And Jesus said, if you want to save your life in my, my kingdom, you've got to lose it. And in another place, he says, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it cannot bear fruit. But whenever you fall in the ground and you die, to yourself and you die to what you want and you begin to live for him all of a sudden the life he has for you begins to come out it's a different life you love different things you care about different things but the life of God begins to be birthed in you and I believe right now that there are people in our world that are tired of shallow Christianity they are tired of the status quo and I believe God is raising up a generation God is raising up an army of people who says I'm tired of everything being just a little bit but I I want to follow God into deeper places. I want to know him in greater ways. I want to know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, in the power of his resurrection. I want to know him, and I'm willing to give it up. As as the old song says, the world behind me, the cross before me, I have decided to follow Jesus. And I believe there's some people that have decided I'm going to follow him. I don't care what the news says. I don't care what the world tells me. I don't care what's going on around me. I will follow Jesus. Jesus, above everything else, I want him. He is my prize, and he is my reward. Amen? Amen? God is calling us to go deeper in our commitment to him. So as I've been studying this, I began to think, who is a person in the Bible that really portrayed this? I thought about the Apostle Paul. and Here the Apostle Paul is one that um, he, he, he's going to Jerusalem or going to Rome, and he knows that it's going to mean he's going to die. And everywhere he goes, they tell him that, "Hey, if you go, you're going to die." But listen to this in Acts twenty, chapter twenty-two. I mean, Acts chapter twenty, verse twenty-two. Are you with me, say Amen this morning. And see now, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy. Everybody say joy. And the ministry which I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Of God. Here's the Apostle Paul, and he says, I know what's in front of me. I know what can be there. I know what the Spirit has already told me. Think about this. If, the, if most of us had got a word from somebody that if you go to this place, you're going to die, how many of you would take that as the Lord saying, don't go to that place? We would take that as the Lord saying, don't go over there because you're going to die. The Apostle Paul takes it as, I know what God is preparing me for, but I still know what I've got to do. About his commitment. I know what's going to happen, but I still know what I've got to do. And even though the Spirit has been telling me this, I know where I'm headed. I know what God is calling me to do. And He said, Because I want to finish my life with joy. It may not be the way everybody thinks it's supposed to go. It may not make sense to everybody. It's not the prosperity gospel where everything always good happens and everything's always. Listen to me. If you have a preacher that tells you if you get saved, all your prayers will always be answered and all your um, money will be in your bank account and you'll never be sick and you'll never have problems, get Get up out of that church and run out of there as fast as you can because somebody's been lying to you. Because the Bible says the, the rain falls on the just and the unjust. And here's the Apostle Paul who realizes that I am called to go to this place. Even though this may happen to me, but I'm doing it so I can fulfill my calling with joy. And my calling is what's most important. That God has called me not to be happy. He's called me to be joyful in the fact that he is with me. And I want you to know today when God calls you, what he's telling you is this, I will strengthen you. I will get you through. And you know what victory means? Victory means being obedient to the cause of Christ. Victory doesn't doesn't always look like we think it does but when you realize you are called to be obedient to the cause of Christ and in that moment you are being victorious over everything around you when you realize God is calling you to something Paul says I know what awaits me but I also know God is with me and I know that the joy of the Lord is with me and I'm going to finish this thing that's why Paul can say later on my life has been poured out as a drink offering that I've ran my race I finished my course I've done what God has called me to do. Hasn't been what everybody else called me to do. It's what God has called me to do. But I've ran my race because I'm committed to the cause of Christ. Well, the worship team join me. I'm almost done. I'm getting finished a little quicker today, but I knew I wouldn't have as much energy, strength. But listen, you know why this isn't the easiest message to preach? Because I'll be honest with you, this is not going to draw a crowd. You're not going to build a mega church telling people you got to sacrifice and give of yourself. We have, we have preached a gospel that is about entertainment. I've told you this even recently. You know, you've seen Gladiator. Are you not entertained? Yeah. Some of y'all, go watch that tonight. You can see that part. Are you not entertained? Pastor, if you don't have the, the lights... And the smoke in the mirrors. If you don't outdo yourself every week. If you got something that draws people this week, you better do more next week. Because how you get people is how you're going to keep people. So if you do it through entertainment, you have to constantly try to entertain them to keep them there. If not, they'll go to the church down the street that has more entertainment than yours. Listen, if you know anything about my, my leadership, my style, I'm all for excellence. I'm all for doing things the best way that we can. But I refuse to get us to the place to where we feel like we've got to constantly entertain people and tickle their ears for them to want to come back the next week. I refuse to allow us to be a church where we don't preach the gospel because we're afraid it may offend somebody and they may not come back. Listen, I I have a responsibility because one of these days I will stand before Almighty God and my hands will be outstretched like this. And if I don't preach the truth, then your blood will be on my hands. And the truth is this, we're called to stand and proclaim. God loves you. God cares about you. Listen, I've been studying about the the, the understanding of of just being a son of God. And And I believe in that so much. And I believe God loves you and he cares about you. But listen, we have made it about just say this little prayer, accept Jesus, and go to heaven one day. And I want you to know this morning, if you want to go deeper, it will cost you. We're going to be looking at the deeper life, but I have to preach this message first. It is not always easy. Going deeper will cost you. When I was growing up, I took swimming lessons. My mama couldn't swim, and so I told you that last week, but I took swimming lessons when I was young. She wanted to make sure I could. One of my funniest stories, I've told this before, but this is just a rabbit trail I'm going to chase real quick. My My funniest stories, we're walking down the street, and my swimming teacher walks up and says hello, and I didn't speak to her. And my mom was always big on me talking to adults and talking to people. And my mom said, Justin, why didn't you speak to her? I was your swimming teacher. You didn't recognize her? And I said, sorry, I didn't recognize her with her clothes on. That was my response. <clears throat> I was like six years old. So anyway, obviously I didn't know what that meant. But uh, <clears throat> get in trouble for that nowadays. But anyway, saying that kind of stuff, they'll call the police. But um, I took swimming lessons at a young age. And I, and I went all the way to being a lifeguard. I didn't actually take the test, but I did the, the, all the steps. And in, in our, our town there, we have a Olympic-sized pool, city pool, and that's where I took swimming lessons. I was in like a 12-foot water, and we had to be in this area for 30 minutes without going to the side. We had to, we had to put our head down so many times, tread water. I mean, just for 30 minutes, you could not move. You had to be in this one area and could not get any help if you were gonna pass this test. We were in deep water and your legs were burning. But Miss Johnson was a different teacher then. She was, at one time, she competed in a, a swimming competition at 90 something years old. She was our swimming teacher. And she's on the banks up there and she's telling us, You can make it, I promise. It's hard, but you can make it. Just keep treading water. If you get tired, just put your hands out, put your face down in the water for a few seconds, and then put your head back up and start treading water. She taught us this. And over and over and over, for 30 minutes, she's got the timer. She's telling us, you got 20 minutes left. you got 10 minutes left. She's sitting there helping us. But it was because one day, we may need to go into the deep ourselves and save somebody else. And once I knew how to function in the deep, then I could help somebody else go there. Listen to me. I believe God wants you to take somebody else into deeper areas with Him. God wants you to take what He is teaching you, but you've got to get there. You can't be in shallow waters and say, go out and swim out to the deep. They say, what do I do? I don't have any idea because I've been over here in the shallow waters my whole life, I don't have any idea. God is calling us to go out into the deep. And you know what, He's sitting there saying, you can make it, I got you. You can make it, just trust me. Just keep doing it, just keep staying there. I got you right now, I am with you, just trust me. And then you know what, all of a sudden, when you begin to live that life of trust and you begin to live that life of understanding then you can pass that on to somebody else. You see somebody else that is drowning because of life and you jump in the deep waters and you save them and you begin to teach them what it means to live the deep life of God because you gave yourself to it and when you begin to live that way then all of a sudden you can teach somebody else. God is calling us this year to go into the deep. Let's know Him in greater ways. Let's give ourselves in greater ways. I'm not just talking giving more money to the church or even giving more time there's nothing wrong with that if you want to try it please do we love for you to try to do that but what I am telling you is this give yourself to knowing him in greater ways give yourself to say this year I am going deeper and I'm not going to let circumstances stop me I'm not going to let anything around me I'm not going to let people stop me I'm going to go after him when you stand up this morning just bow your heads I want to ask you first is there anybody who would say Pastor I've never really committed my life to following Jesus I've been in church but I've never actually really said Lord I am yours and today I want to make that decision today I want to decide to follow him if that's you we're going to pray for you right where you're at would you just raise your hands I'm going to pray for you today. Today is your day to make that decision. Amen. I, I see those hands. Anybody else? Today's my day to make that decision. Amen. 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 I'm going to pray for you right there. i want to ask our prayer teams to join me down here while I'm make, saying this prayer. I'm going to pray over you right now. I'm not, I'm not going to ask you to repeat after me. If, if you feel this way, I want you just to act, tell God that right now. But Father, I thank you for the hands that were raised right now. People saying, Lord, I want to commit my life to know." And, Father, I thank you because of your grace and your mercy. No matter what they've done, you love them and you care about them. Today, you aren't judging them. Today, you are accepting them into your kingdom. And, Father, I thank you that you love them enough today to help them to hear the gospel so they can come home. Father, I believe today prodigals are coming home and they're going to run after you. Father, I thank you for just saving and setting free and doing your work in people's hearts and lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Would you give the Lord the praise for those that raised your hands? This podcast is now over. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on future messages.